Hey there, I'm Judy Kroon, and I am chatting with a very good friend of mine, Sylvia Plester-Silk, who does something called Readings from the Akasha. This is really cool. Um, Sylvia, I'm just going to let you take it away because I usually waste time explaining things. I can't even do it as well as the person who's actually doing it. So tell us what the Akasha is. So, Judy, imagine that there's this supercomputer, and in this supercomputer holds all of the experiences, conversations, things that have happened, and potentialities of happening since the beginning of mankind. Think of that as the Akasha. And then each of us individually have like an energetic fingerprint into the Akasha. And I'm trained to go in with your energetic fingerprint to the Akasha and then get answers for you. And where did, or how long have uh, Akashic readings been around? I suspect forever. Hmm. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're known in about 20 different traditions. Things like the cosmic or collective consciousness, the universal mind is another word for it, the universal library, the Book of Remembrance in the Jewish faith, the Hall of Learning, the Repository of Toth in the Egyptian tradition. Um, it's also in the German tradition, and I won't disrespect it by attempting to enunciate that here today. <laughs> um, and um, it's known back to the Atlantean times. So it's been around forever, and, um, and I was lucky for, I haven't quite been around forever, I'd like to think. I mean, I'm getting up there, but, um, and I, I learned to read the um, Akasha back in about 2006. And when you say you learned to read the Akasha, you learned how to go into this meditative state then and, and see these. Are they past lives and future lives and present lives of just one individual or are you accessing all lives? It depends on how I'm doing it. So if I'm um, doing a personal reading for somebody, then I will be accessing information that's about their past lives. What I've found in my experience is the Akasha doesn't want to tell you about the future, like you might hear if you were doing a um, psychic type reading, because they're so attached to you, not attached, but they really feel it's important for you to have your own freedom of choice. Uh, but certainly I have done a lot of work in past live readings for people. They have some kind of um, pattern or habit or emotional reaction to something that they've never been able to figure out where this sort of um, crazy thing that they're experiencing comes from. Like, and I mean crazy just in the terms of it doesn't make sense to them. Hmm. And we can often find out where it's come from and um and even how to let it go in some cases depending on the individual you have said to me in a previous conversation that you uh learned about the akashic readings uh, a number of years ago and you started to train to do this but you're you have um, a quote-unquote specialty in the akashic readings if i if i recall what you're saying um and that was uh something to do with with 
helping people sort of transition, people who were passing, people who were having um, issues with death. I mean, who doesn't have an issue with death? But you explain it, you explain it to me because I'm probably not doing it justice. Well, and, and I think that comes more from my intuitive self in that sometimes if um, someone's family member is about to pass over, I've had them sort of visit me half in spirit, um, but they haven't passed over. And I just, um, I, I just spontaneously one day started to connect the person, look for someone on the other side to connect them to, and then they tend to pass quite quickly because there's this fear of going into the black space between the lifetimes um, because we have all of these we think it's the end of the world we um, perhaps we're just not sure what to expect people think oh my god I did some horrible things where am I going to end up and um, and so it just helps them and um, in fact my sister who was my uh, my hero as a child passed away last year mm. and I did the same for her I was able to connect her with another sister who had passed a number of years prior so that she knew so that she felt the presence waiting for her because there's always a presence waiting for you mm. in my experience and um, and so it's like going over this heavy bridge and you can't you can't see the bridge for the fog but the bridge is actually there and it, so I just kind of help people um, so it's not such a lo lonely transition and they don't get stuck in it. Um, <clears throat> well, first of all, I'm very sorry to hear about your sister. I, was that your, um, if you don't mind me asking, was that your reason for getting into Akashic readings or were you doing, were you doing Akashic readings prior to that? Were you visiting the Akasha prior to that? Oh, long before that I've been, I was doing the Akasha, yes. And when did you learn that you could do um, a cat or visit the Akasha for 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 other people? And and, and and part that's part one of the question. Part two, I guess, is for individuals who you have done Akashic readings for. What kind of questions do they ask you? <laughs> um, okay, so part one is I took a training course. I believe it was in two thousand and six. Um, and I had been training for years and years in energy therapies and different techniques. Right, because you're a social worker, right? You're a social. I'm a social worker. Yep. And uh, and I um, and so when I went into the Akasha, it was different because I knew I was getting answers that I didn't. Like I knew I wasn't. My mind wasn't making making them up because it was information presented in ways that I don't think um, it's information often with words that I don't even know I mean I've come out of an Akashic reading going I wonder what that word is and had to go onto the computer and actually look up a word um, because I had no idea what I was telling the person um, what was the second part of the question Judy just the second part was what do people ask you what do people typically oh. ask you well, I mean, they've asked me everything and anything. So um, whether it's about their job, relationships, um, some people have asked about adult children um, and not gotten responses, basically been told in some cases that's none of your business. And it, the, the Akasha has this, um, 
it's almost like a place of factual there's no judgment there's no um, emotion there so it's just this kind of information that's coming without any judgment or, or harm so when people get that kind of information it comes across just as it just is right. none of your business right not right. like not like you or I might say to somebody oh that's none of your business it just right. comes out not yours to know um, and I, I've had people ask about um, getting divorces and how should they go about it mm. Um, I've had people ask, um, you know, I had this business deal fall through. Mm -hmm. Was that person really for real and really what they were? Mm. Um, and, um, and in that particular case, no, they weren't. Mm. Wow. So it was just this huge relief because it looked like this beautiful business deal that broke apart. And, um, but it was actually a huge gift that it broke apart. Now, you don't remember what you say you, you, to, to clients, correct? When you're doing a individual readings or group readings, you don't remember afterwards what you said to people, correct? Yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll remember something that just seemed very significant to me, but for the most part, I don't remember. And so the joke is that, that these readings are so confidential that not even I remember them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, but uh, yeah, so... You know, I've had people come up and say, "Hey, do you remember you told me that I was gonna I was gonna meet a man and I and I'd be really happy?" No, don't remember that. Well, I've met him and it's great. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. So, I mean, I claim none of it because I just myself as the conduit between the akasha and the person. Incredible. I'm chatting with Sylvia Plester Silk. She is an intuitive social worker who integrates traditional therapy with Akashic readings and energy work to help people transform to a life that is fully on purpose. And uh, you can check her out on her website, onpurposetransformations.ca. She's also on Facebook, On Purpose Transformations. But right now, um, I would like uh, to ask Sylvia, because I did sit in on a group session. And by the way, uh, Sylvia does individual uh, Akashic readings for one hour, uh, just under $250. uh, For groups up to 10, $565. And then she does something called evening in the Akasha. That's uh, that's, uh, $29 plus tax. Um, can you explain what that is? Because I'm sure a lot of people would be interested. I sat in on one of your sessions, one of the evenings in the Akasha, and it was uh, it was fantastic. But explain to our uh, our listeners what evening in the Akasha is. Well, what I have this dream and this vision that I've had a number of times, Judy, of doing Akasha's Akashic readings on the stage for large groups, um, like conferences and conventions and so on. And, um, and so I decided earlier this year that I would start to do once a month, have an event. And this month it's on November 18th. Um, and the topic that we're going to discuss is motivation. Who doesn't have challenges with motivation? So let's look at that topic and figure it out a little bit more. And how can you motivate yourself? Um, and so the difference between coming to a group reading and a private reading in the group reading it's more like we're looking at a a subject matter like the subject matter is um, motivation next week but 
I'm not going to go into each person's um, private um, Akasha, but I'm going to go into the Akasha, the group who's in front of me, Akasha, and give the wisdom that, it, that they're meant to have. Um, and so when the type of questions that you ask in, in the teaching or evenings from the Akasha is more like a subject matter question that you'd ask in class. Like it's how, you know, what is motivation? Right. You know, what are the problems with motivation? How do people get motivated? Instead of how come I can't get motivated to, well, in my case, honestly, get up and exercise. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, uh, so, um, whereas if I'm doing a private reading, it's a free for all and you can ask anything. Right. Good. Good. Uh, as I said, I sat in on one of the sessions, one of the evenings, uh, in the Akasha and it was wonderful. So I'm going to let you guys get, a um, a, a sample of, uh, the Akasha with, uh, Sylvia, if she uh, doesn't mind, because, um, you know, it doesn't, uh, I was impressed with the fact that it just basically takes under a minute to get into her into her space. So we're gonna try that now, and then we're going to talk to Sylvia when she's uh, when she's in the Akasha. So Sylvia, you let me know when you're ready. Okay. Okay, Judy, go ahead. Sylvia, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we uh, are, are honored that you are sharing your expertise with us. Um, the first question that comes to mind is regarding, I think, a question that's on everybody's minds right now, uh, COVID. Let's talk about COVID. Do you see, um, when do you see a vaccine? Uh, that that or when do you see people getting access to a vaccine for COVID? Okay, so the first thing that I'm getting, Judy, um, as I go into that, is there's a like a, a tension that's happening in the frontal lobe of my head. Um, so let's just see if I can go deeper into that and uh, find out more about that. There is much thinking and there was much progress and there is much attempt to get this vaccine and to get it right in record time. The challenge will be going through the proper channels to ensure that there is safety as people are taking this. And again, I'm drawn back to my head, almost like I have this exterior headache. So tell me more about that. It, they're saying it is the strain on people's minds. Because when will we see the end of this? Is this going to go on forever? Is this even real? And folks, we are telling you it is real. It is legitimate. It is a way that we could shut down humanity so that you could all start to reflect inward and understand 
what it is about you that you need to know to move forward as the race, as a people, and to protect your planet. This busyness that you have been involved in for so many years, this 24-7 online process, this running and this, this jogging and this crazy, crazy pace of life is not serving humanity, nor is it serving this uh, planet. And so we have chosen to shut you down, to do a hard refresh, if it were, as it were. So pause and look at your life. Start to pick it apart. And they're showing me like you would pick apart or pick off little fluffies off your sweater. Look at the granular details of your life and understand more deeply what is it that you are doing that is of service to you and humanity and what is it that you are riding that proverbial roller coaster constantly constantly trying to gain and to be and to get because in the getting you are avoiding so slow down slow your pace go within yourself and ask yourself what is my truth and what is my path forward? Because it is not all about getting a vaccine. It is about refreshing and understanding and taking responsibility for that which you are putting into the world. So let us make sure that it is for the betterment of yourself, your family and the planet versus busyness that is non-productive busyness. Okay, Judy, you can ask another question. Okay, so let's go with the assumption that we do have a vaccine. Um, do you see a, a date when we will have this vaccine, when it will become available in wide uh, distribution? Okay, so the first thing I'm seeing is like slowly people are getting vaccinated. Hmm. Um, uh, like I see like a, a small number of people of literally and it's quite interesting because as they're putting the needle into vaccinate the even that process is in slow motion hmm. we are looking out some time Ugh, I'm not liking my answer that I'm giving you here but two to three years before we truly know that it is the right vaccine that is going to work in the right way there will be placebos and there will be ones that have problems attached to them. And I'm just, I'm going to double check the timeline there. Yeah, it, it's out a while. They will become available and some, there'll be a slow uptake of them. And others will run to it as the quick fix, like we are telling you to avoid. And again, I, I'm feeling some tension, in, but more so in my temples at this point. So this will not be a fast turnaround. It is not the magic pill. It is one, um, one um, like one, one path um, is what I'm being shown. It is not the singular solution. It is about many things creating the completion of this um, cyclical virus before it is under control. 
okay go ahead okay well if we go with that then mm -hmm. it sounds almost like i suppose uh, first it is is shocking to 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 think okay this could be another two or three years but let's say it is two or three years before it's uh mass uh it's in mass production does that give the does that give the planet enough time to to heal do we still have enough time to heal within those two or three years will people change their ways after this so as soon as you started to ask that question i felt like this calming energy happening and just like this quietness see if I can get more on that for you and I'm just following the energy even though I'm not saying anything right now the planet will learn to quiet herself through our example and as things shut down, there won't need to be the need for the instant, instant reaction, the instant feedback, the instantaneous um, that has been happening in the world. So some, some things will go and new things will evolve. And it is really about the need for more human connection in the real world. This texting and and quick answers and demanding of be here in this moment um, meaning like um, give me the answer in this moment I'm meaning um, needs to stop it is causing chaos throughout the planet if they're saying it was better before um, and they're showing me like corded telephones <laughs> <laughs> because there was a, a, a connection and, um, and it wasn't an expectation that we needed to know now because that has caused such a high stakes um, belief about what you must know in the moment and you must always be prepared. And that puts your body on, um, the word risk is coming, but it's more like on guard kind of energy. And that is not good for the human body because you cannot fully relax. Think about those times when you have had your weekend off or your holiday and you're only starting to relax as you're returning to work. And we are wanting more balance for you. Okay, next question. Uh, you said some new good things will come out of this. So what are those new good things or what are uh, possibly some of those new good things? You know, we're going through this, this you know, challenging time right now. What are the, some of the positives that we're going to take out of it? Okay, so the first one comes as innovation, which kind of surprises me from what I just said, but let's go into that one a little deeper. And, and so what they're showing me, it's like um, this energy of like this kind of uh, comfy pink energy um, with people sitting and having um, 
It almost feels like a Victorian tea kind of thing where they're taking their time and they're sitting and chatting and, and um, they're in person and they're in connection. It will be a time for people to be in connection in different ways and to stop the clock. And it's like a time, um, one of those uh, time clocks like um, are used in chess almost. Oh, yeah. you, you know you hit it for your um I, and i don't even know chess so you hit it and you and you step off of of the time continuum people slow down um it will be more of a place of connection where people are hitting that stopper and then taking the time to just be together in connection and be fully present in that moment and when that happens the um, mankind will evolve to a different level okay okay so can i ask you something along those same lines sure what is it something that people can do right now that can help them move towards that um that connection so reach out get on the phone but actually have the conversation until you can be in person again in a safe way. And some of this is not about being in huge groups, but actually taking the time to speak to the person who is sitting next to you and be in communion with them. And we are not talking communion in the religious sense, but to just really get their vibe and understand them fully so that they can understand you. It is in those connections, people, that that the soul growth happens where people have more contentedness and more joy so go back to basics get into connection with yourself to begin with and then once you are in connection with yourself you are much more prepared to be in connection with other people and to see them where they are without the judgment without the hurriedness and without the rushing so just slow down, take the break. Do not see it as a penalty and stuff that you are having to do and that your um, rights are being taken away, when in fact your rights are being given to you. Because in that safety that they can provide, you as humanity as a whole can beat this thing. But you cannot do it by yourself. There must be a, a pitch in from all and a willing for all to see this as reality and do not spurn it as a joke or um, unimportant, but to see it and see the, the um, is it vibration or vibrancy of, of this um, virus as it is taking hold. How many swings of the pendulum will you require before you get this and you allow it to stop you, to pause you, and to get off that merry-go-round that is not serving you? This is a blessing in disguise if you choose it to be so. It is time when you can go in and do healing work. 
it is time when you can go in and be different with yourself. Step into yourself with human compassion, with love. See your brilliance and stop there. Don't go into the criticism and the judgment. It is not necessary. It does not help. It holds down humanity. So how can you connect? How can you empathize with one another? And how can you appreciate the brilliance in yourself as well as that other person? The challenge, I suppose, is making these connections, reaching out, but we have to <laughs> remain socially distanced, right? Like reach out, but wear a mask or reach out, but just pick up the phone maybe and reaching out, right? We obviously have to continue practicing social distancing, right? I'm going to ask you a little bit of an outside question, but um, uh Let's just go for it. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so it's almost sounds like it almost sounds like someone sent COVID. So who sent COVID? Was this sent deliberately by someone trying to save the planet, or was this an accident in a lab, or is this just a result of human nature, uh, of just human interaction with animals and? You know, just the planet just—it was bound to happen because of you know, people living on top of animals and all of that. Okay, so what? Um, and I've got to go just to describe what I'm getting here. But all of a sudden, in my forehead, there's just this like vibrant energy and openessing hap opening happening. It was sent from greater consciousness. So there are many theories in the human mind of what created this. And that is not the important part to discover because that goes into blame. But it is more important to understand that in order for human beings to survive and go forward, they must get this lesson. Being focused on other people and other things and the exterior all the time comes at a cost, at a deep cost to oneself. So staying in tune with oneself, slowing down, stopping, allows you to go into that deeper part within yourself and discover your true worth, your true value, what we call your brilliance. And so the higher consciousness brought forth this and created this so it would be true so that this so that humanity might shift and find a new way of being. And they're saying that is all. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. So stop trying to blame, but blaming is so fun sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> though because you know experts in the past have said the next evolution of humans is has to be this collective consciousness and you know so many people weighed in and said oh it's the internet but in actual fact it, it the internet is just a, sounds like the, according to what you're saying the internet is just a, a vehicle 
to allow us to have more of this collective consciousness, this, uh, this awareness, this ability to move on as a big group as opposed to individuals, right? They're saying it is a two-edged sword because it is part of what has created the busyness, but in this time, it is a place of connection as well. So use it for the good and reduce the rush. Pardon me. How is, uh, we just went through a tumultuous election south of the border. How is, are you happy with, with the choice of, uh, of uh, leadership? And how are they going to fare during this, um, during this time? So what I'm seeing is a scuttlebutt happening. <laughs> just mm. people scurrying around and um, trying to figure it out. Um, let, me, let me go deeper into that. And I'm getting it is not about whether we are happy. It is that there is opportunity to shift and change. And with this eventual change in leadership becomes opportunities if people choose to take them. So if they stay closed in mindset, there needs to be revisions to the system so that this cannot happen again in the same way. There needs to be double checks and um, there needs to be, they're saying more security. And I'm, I wonder, so what type of security? just ensuring that things are followed and that there is not undue influence from one person trying to push at the system but that the voices of the millions and we will call them of the little ones although we mean no disrespect by that must be heard on mass so it is not about decisions made by only people in power and with the power of money and with the wealth, but it is all of the individuals who suffer um, from having less in the system must also be heard and they must rise up in this consciousness so that it is a more holistic viewpoint. Um, and that is possible with this new leadership. It will be the initiation of this process, but it will come for some time forward. And by forward, they're meaning like some time to be as yet. Um, there are much many systems to be revised and there will be much resistance to revising them. And so there will be this scuttlebutt, as you call it, to, um, to try and figure this out. And so it may not feel as a peaceful time because there will be much fear in this as certain people feel that they are losing power and losing ability as others are gaining. And this is a mirage because as one person gains personal power, then all people gain power. And we are not talking power over, but we are talking about the power of your being as an individual and a person. Okay? 
Okay. Okay. Well, before um, before I ask you to come out of the Akasha, um, do you have anything else you'd like to, to say? Anything else you'd like to mention? Is there anything else I'm to share at this moment? Mm-hmm. So be well, be still, and be generous to yourself and those around you. Do not think only of yourself, but how will what I am doing in this moment today impact others? Is it for my betterment? Is it for the betterment of others? Because it needs to check both check boxes for it to be successful and to have deeper meaning for the planet and for humanity. Go forward, you are all a blessing. So just give me a moment and I'll come out. All right, I'm back. <laughs> okay, you're back. I'm just going to give folks the information here. That was amazing. Sylvia Plester Silk, again, an intuitive social worker who integrates traditional therapy with Akashic readings and energy work to help individuals transform to a life that is fully on purpose. Sylvia has uh, her next evening in the Akasha. Uh, these are online group um, group Akashic meetings, but it's with a specific theme, okay? That is, the next one is November 18th. Um, you can go to Sylvia's website on purposetransformations.ca for more information about that. She also does individual readings uh, for one hour, around $250, and for up to 10 people, uh, uh, $565. So um, just truly uh, amazing. I have never heard of Akashic readings before, but as uh, soon as I chatted with Sylvie, Sylvia, I started to look it up online, and sure enough, there is a lot of stuff on this. It's truly amazing. Can you give people uh, who are thinking of of doing this because it's something that you, you can teach yourself to do as well right do you do you help people um do you help people do akashic readings or teach them how to do the process or is that a separate course that they would have to take um yes and yes <laughs> good okay yeah yes yeah so i i've um taught one group um a number of years ago how to read for themselves and then how to read for other people so I'm able to do both. Again, if you would like to get hold of Sylvia, what an amazing, an amazing uh, event we just shared together. Sylvia does personal readings. She does group readings. She's doing the, uh, the evening in the Akasha. Her next one's coming up November 18th. You can either go to her website, onpurposetransformations.ca, or better yet, if you want to reach out to Sylvia personally, go to Sylvia at onpurposetransformations.ca. That's Sylvia, uh, S-Y-L-V-I-A at onpurposetransformations.ca. You can get all the details there. Sylvia, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Judy. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for getting the word out. I really appreciate your time. <laughs>